In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This morning, before I begin, I want to remind you of the collect appointed for today. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God and glory everlasting. Amen. We celebrate the Feast of the Ascension. Well, we at St. Stephen's didn't have a special service to commemorate the Ascension of Jesus, but that date happened last week on Thursday. That day which we remember that Jesus ascended to heaven. Remember, after he, Jesus was resurrected, he's walking around and he tells his friends, don't hold on to me too tightly because I have not yet ascended. And we celebrate the ascension in which he is lifted up to the heavens. And in Acts, we read that some passers-by walk around and they see these these folks just staring up into the sky and say, what are you doing? Why, why are you just standing there? So Jesus has ascended and his friends are left behind. Now he's prepared them or done what he could to prepare them. And yet, where we find ourselves on this seventh Sunday in the season of Easter, the Holy Spirit has not yet been sent. That's why in this collect we pray, we ask God, send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Jesus has gone before. We hear a lot about glory and praise, and this reading that we have from the Gospel according to John is a piece of a prayer that Jesus is having a conversation with God just before he goes to be betrayed, crucified, and dies. So it's kind of weird that we have this reading here in the midst of the Easter season, and yet when we think about the placement of where we are in remembering this cycle of, of what it means to follow Jesus, we are waiting. Maybe we're looking up at the sky saying, Lord, you left us behind. What's going on? And so we remember part of this prayer that Jesus prays to God. Jesus tenderly is talking to God, saying, God, I've done what you told me to do. I made your word known. I taught these people as best I could. You gave me what you gave me, and I did what I could with them. And I've tried to impart knowledge and wisdom to them. 
Now they have everything that you have given me. Jesus didn't come to the disciples just to make them really good people or to, like, change their lives. I mean, he did change their lives. Jesus came to the disciples to make God known. Jesus came to the disciples to make God known so that we could know God more. And because of Jesus and the stories we have in our Bible, we know Jesus and can experience God. Not just to make us better people, and hopefully it makes us a little better, but our purpose here is to glorify God. It's not an inward singular purpose. It's a corporate purpose to praise God together. That's the beauty of getting to gather together, to join together when we pray. It's not just me and God every day. It's all of us together. And in Jesus' prayer to God, we hear today that Jesus' hope and prayer is that we are all made one. That we're all standing together looking up up at the sky to say, can you see him? Where did he go? Is he coming back? When's he coming back? How do we navigate each day? We're doing it together as one. And so Jesus' prayer, as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So that the world may believe. May the world be of one mind. And the glory that you have given me, Jesus says, I have given them so that they may be one as we are one. Jesus' desire for his people is to be one. Right? He tells the story of the good shepherd who goes after the one lost sheep. Because without that one lost sheep, the flock is not complete. And so, in Jesus' words, we have this revealing of God. This, This hope. Now, this is truly ideal, right? Like, these are, this is Jesus' prayer before he goes to betrayal and death. He says, Father, I desire that those whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Jesus' message is grounded in love. Now, you and I both know that when we love people, sometimes there's hard stuff that happens, right? We're not always going to like each other. We may have hurt feelings or frustrations. Heavens, we hear it in, in the Acts of the Apostles today, right? When Paul and Silas are walking around and there's the woman who keeps, you know, saying, hey, these are, you know, the people that are slaves of God. And, and Paul is annoyed, like, 
He's preaching to love all, and yet we get annoyed with each other. And today we have the gift of this message of love and oneness as Christian community. Because, friends, we need one another on hard days. We need one another when life feels like things are falling to pieces. We need one another when there is disappointment and pain, illness, and death. We need one another when there is conflict around us. And so we have the gift of Jesus's prayer today, reminding us that Jesus is still praying for us, that we may all be one with God. Righteous Father, Jesus said, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have made the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. This is part of John's writing of Jesus' long goodbye. These messages coming back again and again about love. And it's not just Jesus' words. These are God's, love, God's words. To love one another as God has loved us, right? We hear it in John 13. Jesus tells his friends, Where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Everyone will see the glory of God when we love one another. Jesus comes back to it, to this theme of love again in chapter 15. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. Do you hear this openness? You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you to glorify God through our unity, through our oneness, sticking together when things are hard, when life is hard. Fanny Lou Hamer was born in 1820. She penned many, many, many a hymn. I think I've written about her or preached about her before. She wrote a song called, To God Be the Glory. She began writing these songs in her 40s, and she wrote two to three to four each week, and lived to like the age of 95. So the refrain of, to God be the glory, is this, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. O come to the Father through Jesus the Son, to him give glory, great things he has done. 
great things he has taught us. Great things has Jesus taught us about love and oneness. Because when times get hard, as we have lived over the last two plus years, we feel most broken and isolated when we disagree, when we feel splintered in ourselves and among ourselves. And Jesus calls us to be one in the love of God. That doesn't mean we have to do the same thing all the time, but the goal of which we're living is to make God known in the world, to glorify God in the world. And when we, as, as a group, when we as individuals make mistakes, we turn and we repent and we return to God. When we see brokenness, we try to respond so that God may be glorified. So that days like today, when there are people in Uvalde, Texas, who are broken-hearted after the violence that erupted on Tuesday at a school, I don't know what exactly to do. What I do know is that the gospel is calling us to be one in the love of God. And the gospel is reminding us to first pray because Jesus is praying for and with us. And Fannie Lou Hamer reminds us to praise the Lord. Let the earth hear God's voice. Through reading and studying and proclaiming scripture, we're helping others hear the word of God so that we can, in all things, give God glory. And may God continue to bind us together in beauty and heartbreak and hopefulness and healing so that as the water that falls down from the heavens and nourishes the earth will also wash us clean so that we too may be welcomed into the loving hands and arms of Jesus. And as we celebrate next weekend the coming of the Holy Spirit, we will be empowered to speak all that Jesus has taught us. Amen.